Welcome to the Faith Mamas Podcast. I'm Dominique. I'm Ryan. And I'm Janice. We're just three mamas who love God. We're not perfect and we mess up a lot. But we have been called to a mighty work, motherhood. We're on this journey with you. Yes, it gets messy. There are days you might cry, but we're here to remind you, you are not alone. We're in this together. Faith Mamas is a place where we can connect, laugh, and even cry together. It's a beautiful community. Motherhood brought us together. Christ holds us together. Welcome to the Faith Mamas Podcast. This podcast has been made possible by the generous support of listeners just like you. Become a Faith Mama sponsor and join us in spreading the message of hope, healing, and deliverance to moms across the world by visiting www.faithmamas.com sponsor. Welcome to episode 31 of the Faith Mamas podcast. Today, our topic is activating the praying mama. Here's a little glimpse of our conversation. The word or phrase, be alert, jumped out at me because with prayer, like you said, we have to use prayer as a weapon of offense. And oftentimes, I think as moms, we use it as defense, like we wait for something to happen and then we mm. pray. But to me, be alert means you should be praying before something happens. We're excited to start this conversation with you. So let's jump right into today's topic, activating the praying mama. Hello, Faith Mamas, and welcome to another episode of the Faith Mamas podcast. We are so excited that we are back and that you've chosen to tune in. We are kicking off a new month with a new topic, and right now I'm going to kick it over to my sister, Junice, who's going to tell us a little bit about the Mom Life Roll Call. Yes, we know you guys all missed the Mom Life Roll Call. And for those who are not familiar with it, it is the portion of our show where we get to share stories as moms. There may be our war stories where we have been crying, ready to pull our hair out, maybe throw our kids across the room. No, let's not do that because that may hurt. But there's just these <laughs> moments in which you just have to share what's going on as a mom. And it lets you know, mothers, that you're not alone. So I actually have I was going through because if you don't know if you follow us um in our virtual community we have a portion called Faith Mom I'm gonna call Mom Life Roll Call Mondays. It's Mom Life Mondays. And I found one from a couple weeks ago and Dominique okay so I'm gonna have to put you on blast because it's actually yours. Because I thought it was really funny. <laughs> that was very funny. And we had quite a few moms to chime in on this one. So I'm gonna have to paint a picture for our listeners here so you guys bear with me. It's a picture of it looks like maybe a large size McDonald's cup, okay. <laughs> get your large McDonald's cup in your head if you can, and Dominique's comments in our post are, mom life moment, when you're stuck in the car with your boys and no bath, with no bathroom in sight, and someone says, I have to pee, you find a cup and you introduce them to their new potty. <laughs> I love that. That was so classic. Oh, <laughs> I man. It. I love it. Woohoo! I'm glad I got a feature on Mom Life Roll Call. That's so awesome. <laughs> I have a question about that, though, like, really, really quickly. Like, how did that end? Because I have a daughter. I don't have boys. Well, <laughs> how did that end? You know what? It ended really well. It was great. I had this really big McDonald's cup, right? And my son was like, we were literally sitting somewhere, and we couldn't, we, it was just, we couldn't go anywhere. 
And they were like, I have to pee right now. And Daddy had just run in somewhere that didn't have a bathroom because he had to bring – it was just a big, long story. So I was like, okay, great. I opened the door. I dumped out my drink that was already in there. And I said, okay, we're going to use this cup. <laughs> and, you know, I guess somehow – their aim became amazing because when I'm cleaning the bathroom, it's like this big, huge toilet and pee everywhere. I'm like, but now that it's a cup, your aim is immaculate? Like, I, I don't know how that works. But, but it was amazing, and then I um, – that happened, and then I poured it out afterwards. I opened the door and poured it out. And then my husband comes, and I was like, he drinks some of his drink. And I was like, babe, I had to have our son's pee in a cup. And he spits it up. <laughs> and I was like, not that one. <laughs> not that one. So it was, yeah, it was hilarious. And it was really awesome to get the support of the community of tons of moms saying that not only does it work for boys, it also works for girls. I don't know how, but that's what they tell me. Oh, okay. <laughs> Not, like I'm ready to say mom life, but I'm still sitting here with my jaw dropped at the fact that the first thing you said to your husband when he gets back in the car is, get out, I had the boy pee in a cup after he drinks it. And that's what <laughs> throw me off. Yeah, <laughs> words, words, words. I'm like, how would I react if I would have did the same thing? Oh, my gosh. That's awesome. Oh, Double that's mom life when you can handle your kids and kind of play with your your husband as well. Yeah, I so didn't intend to, but it was really hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) It was hilarious. So, yes, mom life. And if you read, if you are not a part of the Faith Mama um, virtual village, please join because if you read all those comments, they're hilarious. Like how many moms said, I had my son do this too. And I'm like, oh, I thought I invented something new. But obviously this is a mom life go-to when – you don't have nothing. I guess everybody, every mom needs to keep a spare cup in the car. Or as moments. MJ said, uh, MJ made a comment. She said, bowls for girls. That's <laughs> that whole old <laughs> I just had to say that you guys rock because that whole strand was amazingly awesome. Yo, strategy. Yeah, People have strategy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey, guys. This this whole conversation just incited a little fear in me because I'm not all the way through potty training yet, and I'm like, do I got to carry a cup and a bowl everywhere I go? <laughs> yeah, now? girl. Pull up, like what? Yes, hey. yes, you do. <laughs> it's so helpful. But as another mom mentioned, I know, as another mom mentioned, make sure that you let your kids know when this is appropriate. Another mom yes. mentioned that her child <laughs> did this. Her child did this when she ran into a store or something like that to get something, and her child was in the car, and he's like, oh, well, mommy let me pee in a cup before. Let me pee in a cup now, and didn't tell her, and then she drank the rest of her drink and realized, oh, this tastes different. Yeah. That is guess oh, my I, yeah. don't, I don't even know. Wow. That's on a whole nother level. Wow. Whole nother level. Okay, so fine. Mom we life. do mom life roll call next time. I'll do disclaimers, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mom life. For real. Oh, yeah. Woo. <laughs> That's funny. Good stuff. All right, ladies. So today and for the rest of the month, really, we will, we will be talking about a topic um, that 
the Holy Spirit really placed in my heart, and I'm excited to see what God does with this topic. And it's activating the praying mama, activating the praying mama. And I know a lot of us have had this experience, but just to ask this question, have you ever heard someone say, I made it because of a praying grandmother or I made it because of a praying mother? Have you guys ever heard anybody say that? Yes. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And it's so interesting because a lot of times you hear the mom and the grandmother, like those are very key people that are praying for the next generation. And so the question that came to my mind is, what is the first thought that comes to your mind when I say that we are now those mothers and those grandmothers that the younger generation will be talking about 20 years from now? Like, what are your thoughts when you realize that you are now in that role as that mother or that grandmother, depending on what stage of mothering you're in, where somebody, some child is going to be talking about you 20 years from now and saying, I had a praying mom or I had a praying grandmother? For me, it means I better get busy. I'm like, oh, it feels heavy, you know? And I know it's not, you know, I know it's not, but it just, it gives a greater sense of urgency, I feel, and responsibility to say, you know what, that's right. Like, somebody's future is depending on me interceding for them. Yeah. No, I agree, and I think you said a word that really resonated with me, uh, Janice, is, like, responsibility. Like, I, I feel like, I have an obligation, a responsibility to be praying for, you know, my children's children and their children to come after that and um, really leave a legacy of, of prayer uh, for my family. And, you know, when this question popped into my mind, I'll be honest, I never even thought about it. Like, I'm like, oh, snap, that's true. I'm a mom now. Like, I'm a mom now. And eventually, I'm going to be a grandma. And so it was, it was easy for me to, to meet grandmothers that my friends would say, yeah, my grandma prayed for me. And you meet this woman, and you're like, that's so awesome. But you fail to realize, or at least I did, that 20 years prior or 50 years prior or what have you, she was a mom just like us, learning and growing, but making a decision to pray fervently for her family. And God just really hit me with that. It's like, now it's your turn. Now it's your turn. So that became like really real to me. Like, woo. Well, today we're going to talk about, um, we're going to talk about one piece of the armor of God. A lot of times we hear about the armor of God and it sounds really great. And it's like, oh yeah, you know, we have all this armor that we can put on. We have this belt of truth and we have this breastplate of righteousness but we're actually going to jump down to the very end. So we're going to Ephesians chapter 6, verse 17 through 18. Again, that's Ephesians chapter 6, verse 17 through 18. And I'm going to be reading from the NIV version. So it says, Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, and pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests with this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. All right. So one of the things that kind of jumped out to me is that, number one, a lot of times when I study the armor of God, I stop right where it says, um, which is the word of God, and I don't go on to verse 18. 
But what the Holy Spirit began to show me is, number one, that the sword of the Spirit is the only offensive weapon that he's given us. Like, everything else is defensive. Like, the helmet, it protects you, your head, the, the, the breastplate, it protects your chest from any attacks. You know, you got your shield, it protects you from the fiery darts. But the sword is the offensive weapon that's like, I'm going to bring it. Like, it's like, you know, I'm not just going to stand here and, and, and quench darts all day. Oh, no, I'm going to slash some stuff up. Um, for the kingdom of heaven. And so one of the things that God showed me is that if we go on to verse 18, we realize how do we wield this sword or how do we use this sword? It's through prayer. Because it says here that um, the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, so that's the sword that we're using, the sword of the spirit, and then it goes on and pray in the spirit on all occasions. So basically saying this is how you interact with this thing. It's through prayer. And it's like prayer is our offense. Prayer is our tearing up things uh, for the kingdom of heaven. Prayer is our active movement. And so a lot of times I find that even myself as a mom, I'm constantly on the defense. Yeah, I'm holding up my shield of faith to try to protect my family from getting all these darts thrown at them, but God is, like, calling us to now be on the offense and to start tearing up some stuff for the kingdom of heaven. So my question to you guys is what do you hear when you hear that scripture? Well, one thing that really jumps out to me in verse 18 is, is the, sec- the kind of the second sentence where it says, with this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. And the mm. word, the word or phrase, be alert, um, jumped out at me because with prayer, like you said, we have to use prayer as a weapon of offense. And oftentimes I think as moms, we use it as defense. Like we wait for something to happen and then we mm. pray. But this is saying that, we should be, to me, be alert means you should be praying before something happens. And, and that something is, is, you know, as it relates to your family, your children, like whatever, whatever it is, like you should be praying before you kind of get in that, that pinch where it's like, oh, crap, okay, I need to, I need to, I got to pray about this. Uh, <laughs> but like this, this is saying to me, like, you got to, you got to be on your offense. You always got to be on your game and, and pray prior to first part of Verse 18, it says, and pray in the spirit on all occasions and with all kinds of prayer and request. So there's a couple of things that stood out. I'm like, okay, so praying in the spirit, one, which stood out because I, you know, I feel at some point we can talk about what that is. And then it says on all occasions and with all kinds of prayers and requests. So it's kind of like God is like all the time, put it all in front of me. Let's talk about mm-hmm. all of it. You know, he could have said some, but I love the fact that we see all twice there which lets me know that it's something serious about us putting it all before him. And it's also comforting because if God wants us to pray to him as women and moms about everything, then that means he cares about us enough that he wants to, you know, we always say do life with us, and he does, and he wants us to consult him on everything. Yeah, that's so powerful. And one of the things that I was thinking of as you guys were talking is that there's a story in the scripture where um, it says that Jesus' disciples tried to cast out a demon, right, and they couldn't do it. And they were like, well, why couldn't we do it? And in the NIV, it says this kind only goes out by prayer. And then 
Um, some, tra- some translations say through prayer and fasting. And one of the things I realized is that kind of like what Ryan was saying, there are times when you may not know what that day entails, right? You don't know what's going to happen in the day. And for the disciples there, they tried to address the problem right there in the moment. And I'm sure, you know, they, they spoke with authority, and I'm sure they, you know, you know did all this, the checked all the checkboxes. But the honest truth is that Jesus was showing them, look, let me, let me paint a picture of the difference between me and you right now. And, of course, you know, Jesus was operating as a man while he walked on earth. He said, look, my life is a life of prayer. So you're not, not going to be able to just walk up to some things and just start shouting at them or commanding them to come out. He said, no, it's going to take prayer. And I don't mean prayer on the spot. Because they could have done that. If all he was saying was it's going to take prayer, then they could have just started praying on the spot. But that's not what happened. It's like, no, it's going to take a lifestyle of prayer, being on the offense on a regular basis so that when things come up, it's like you're already ready. It's not like, like Ryan was saying. It's not like you're trying to get ready or you're like, oh, my gosh, this happened. Um, and that's a really big thing. And I noticed even in my life, I find myself constantly, like, waiting for the ball to drop and then trying to address this huge boulder that just dropped. Instead of, you know, this lifestyle of prayer we see throughout Scripture, Jesus is, you know, Jesus goes in, in, the, in the morning, early in the morning, and he's praying, and, you know, we see him going off and praying regularly. And even before he went to the cross, what is he doing? He's praying. <laughs> like, he's constantly praying. His life is prayer, and prayer is a part a very integral part of his life, and we talk about it, and we're talking about it today, and yeah, we know it's important, and yeah, we've heard that prayer really does change things, but what are some of the things that are hindering us, for real, from prayer? I Right off the bat, the first thing that came to mind was distraction, mm-hmm. and for me, I can get so distracted by being a wife and being a mom and being an entrepreneur and working for a small business and all these things. And like, I just like all this stuff that I, I get so busy. And I, I really think sometimes the enemy uses that busyness in my life to distract me away from, from God. Uh, because mm-hmm. it, 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 it's, it's a pattern with me that I have noticed that I, I am believing God is going to break in me because as soon as, you know, deadlines start come flying in and messages are dinging and all these things get piled on my plate, I lose sight. And mm-hmm. I know, I know it's a, a uh, excuse me, I know it's a tactic of distraction for me. I think like understanding the proper use of it is something that can be hindering. And, and so let me say that when I say proper use, I shouldn't probably say proper use. I mean like the, the, the definition of pray of prayer you know, because a lot of times, like, if you immediately said prayer, I'm thinking of somebody just going in and just saying, you know, just, just talking, 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 talking. But the interesting thing is, like, I realize, even, like, if you go to those verses where you're talking about how Jesus would go off and pray, there was two-way communication. And so, you know, I, I didn't realize that until, like, recently, because there was a one point that he prayed before, you know, he went to the cross. Um, you know, and there was a period in which, if I'm not mistaken, I believe it was Moses and Elijah appeared, too. So that let me know that he was having a conversation two-way, <laughs> you know, I'm sure, of course, of absolutely with God. But then he also had 
Moses and Elijah appear to, there was some conversation happening. And mm-hmm. um, a lot of times I feel prayer, for me, the way I've been using it, and I'll just be, I'll put myself on the chopping block. It's God, I need this. God, I need this to happen. And I really need this right here to happen. Can you kind of make that over there happen? And it's not, it's, it's me asking him to do things, but it's not a two-way conversation where I believe prayer is a place where he also wants to deposit. And guess where that gets difficult, too, because you're sitting there and you might be quiet and you're just like, I mean, like, is he going right on the wall? Is he going to say something? Am I going to hear his voice? You know, and so it can be, it, it, I feel like it can be the hindrance of just like, what am I doing here? <laughs> you know, like, mm-hmm. what am I supposed to do? You know, and so I think that sometimes that can hinder and cause confusion because a lot of times I think that perhaps we just sometimes don't know exactly how to have that conversation and that relationship so that we can be in that state of prayer. Yeah, I'm glad you guys mentioned that. And both of those things are things that I find that are um, areas that are kind of hindering me as well. And one of the big things I've noticed is that, like, in this generation, everything is so quick. They call it, like, the microwave generation, right? So, like, I type something on Facebook. I get a response. I do this. I get a quick response. Like, everything is so quick. And I find that sometimes it's easier for me to pray with people than for me to, like, wake up in the morning and it's just me and God and, like, really just pray and converse, conversate with him and spend time with him. Because when you're praying with people, it's like, oh, you know, this person's praying and this person, oh, oh, oh this, there's confirmation and then this is happening and this is happening. But when it's you and God, it's like you may say something and it's just like, Mm, all right. No, okay. <laughs> you know, like, and you're waiting. You may not, you know, you may not hear him yeah. specifically address that thing until the next day or the next week or the next year. <laughs> like, and so I think that, you know, just having that discipline for me to go and and make that time with God and not, make it so contingent upon, you know, me having this awesome feeling and having this grandiose experience afterward Mm -hmm. afterward every single time. Because let's be honest, it doesn't happen like that every single time. And I found that a lot of times I get hindered. I'm like, oh, yeah, I could pray today, but maybe I'll just pray on my way to such and such. Because I, I honestly, I feel like a little part of me, maybe, maybe larger than I want to admit, has kind of devalued uh, prayer a bit because it's not so instant um, and that lifestyle of prayer is not so instant. Like when you're praying for someone and someone's getting healed and it's great and you see this instant mod, it's like, whoa, and you, it's so exciting. But having a lifestyle of prayer isn't that exciting, like if I'm just transparent. It's not like the whoa every single time and, oh, my gosh, you know, I prayed for money and it dropped out the sky. Like, it, it, you know, that's not how it happens all the time. And I think that just having that discipline to build the relationship without the need for that instant gratification is a big piece for me. Um, I have one more question, and this is, this is a very, like, we can go as simple or we can go as deep into this question as we want, but the question is, what are some ways that we can begin to use this weapon of prayer more? And it doesn't mean like, you know, we don't have to get into deep about how to be more effective or how to do, but how can we just do it 
more. How can we implement it more in our life? We have the whole month to talk about the effectiveness, but how can we do this more? I think I think it goes back to what um, we talked about in the beginning of the episode is this should be a two-way communication, right? And I, I think it was Janice that said it a, a while ago, like when you pray, um, you talk to God like you're just talking on the phone to one of your friends. And mm-hmm. having open dialogue on a consistent basis. So whether it's, you know, you're in the kitchen trying to make dinner and your kids are in the living room and they're screaming and acting crazy and instead of, you know, being the mom that wants to fly off the deep end and pull her hair out, like have a conversation with God about it. And that is an act of prayer. And and taking the time to find those moments throughout your day, um, to help, like, build that repetition, that pattern of consistent communication with God. I agree with you, Ryan. You said something that was so on point, and it's just like, it's kind of like just do it. So just, like, start at least, like, appointing a time once a day to just, like, talk to God. Just talk out loud in the car, wherever. You know, I think that's one practical step we can do. It's kind of like um, um, Dominique challenged uh, us faith mamas to, to read, and I'm not going to turn those around. She first has to read the word every day, and she's like, two chapters. I'm like, two chapters, girl, I can barely get through one. And, like, I mean, have you seen some of those psalms or proverbs? But anyway, <laughs> um, but I found that doing it, it just it kind of starts to become a part of you. It's kind of like anything, like when you're building a muscle. And so mm-hmm. I think I would just say, like, to just start. You know, even if it's one time a day, because I guarantee you what will happen because it started happening to me with the word. Like, I would read two chapters, and I'm like, well, okay, I did that this morning. Like, and I would end up, like, sometimes not turning my TV on and actually sitting while I'm eating and be like, well, let me read a little bit more on my phone. i got to see what happened next. You know, it just became a part of my <laughs> daily hat. I just started doing it, and I didn't even realize I was, like, doing it as much. And I believe the same thing would happen with us with prayer, with those conversations with God. I just started talking to him. Mm-hmm. Amen. I heard a really cool strategy, Faith Mama, Shannon LeVan, she was sharing with me that she has a watch on her, you know, she has a watch, I think it's like a Fitbit, I don't know if it's a special kind of watch, but whatever watch it is, it allows her to set an alarm, and she realized, she was talking to me and she said she realized that she was going through her day, and she was so stressed, and she wasn't really praying like she did before, and she just she, re- she recognized it in her life. So what she did was she, um, like, put in a couple of different alarms in her watch, like I think she said like three times a day, that just called her to reflect and to talk to God, like stop and talk to God. And I think that that's so powerful. And I think sometimes, you know, we want to, we're like, oh, you know, no, we want to have this, you know, spontaneous, you know, relationship with God, but I think about even, you know, when I was first becoming a mom, like, I had a feeding schedule for my kid, because, not that I was going to forget to feed him, but it was just like, I was like, oh, I'm going, I I need to make sure that I'm flowing, and I at least have this consistency, because it was a new thing for me, and so I did, I had, I just kind of tried to make sure that I was doing that, until I learned his cues and all this stuff, I at least tried to make sure that I was you know, making sure he was good and stuff like that. And I had that in my mind, and eventually it became, like, fluid. And so I think that, like, what you guys are talking about, these, like, disciplines that we can do really do make a difference. And I noticed also for myself is um, instituting a prayer journal. Some people aren't writers. Some people are. Some people don't write as much. 
But I find that for me, like writing letters to God um, and talking to him that way sometimes really helps. And I find that especially in the morning, like I just start writing and I start writing to God and writing him these letters, but I'm also, uh, I like to write. So it was, it just was a way of connecting with him. And I'm like, oh, yeah, let's do that again. Like I need to do that more and really write and connect with him in that way. I'm excited about this. Well, guys, we are going to talk more about activating the praying mama and crushing through any roadblocks that are hindering us from being that praying mama. We're going to keep talking about this next time. But this week, I want to implement a three-part challenge to you. Um, So these are the three parts. Number one, get a prayer journal or a prayer method, even if it's like you're going to speak prayers into your phone or even if it's like you're going to write down, whatever you're going to do. I say prayer journal. It can be whatever. Um, But if you get a prayer journal and you join the Faith Mama's Virtual Village on Facebook and post a picture of your prayer journal to the group, and it can also be a prayer box. It can be whatever it is, but it's basically your stance that, hey, I am in, I'm taking this challenge, I'm activating and being a praying mama. And we are starting this journey to encourage one another and hold one another accountable as we begin this journey to become praying mamas and praying grandmamas of this generation. And this is like our first step. This is like our first step in saying, making a declaration that, hey, I got this journal or I got this prayer box or I got this, you know, whatever it is, and I'm posting a picture of it just saying, hey, I'm on it, I'm in this, and I'm ready to be encouraged and held accountable by the other moms in this community. So if you're not a part of the community, please join um, and go ahead and drop that picture in. I'll be dropping my prayer journal in. I remember a couple of Uh, months ago, we talked about prayer boxes. Some of you guys may still have those, and maybe they're a little dusty. Maybe you haven't used them in a while. Um, Go ahead and dust that thing off, take a picture, and and make it your stance that, hey, you know, God, I might not know exactly how to be effective yet. We haven't gotten to that part, but I do know um, that I am going to trust and believe you, God, and I do know that I'm going to be a praying mama that they're going to talk about 20 years from now. that has really impacted their life. So I want to encourage you to join that group, take a picture, and definitely be prepared for tons of encouragement and accountability when it comes to being a praying mama. Thank you so much to our podcast sponsors. Shout out to Chelsea Curaz and Lisa Diggs for sponsoring Faith Mamas Monthly. If you would like to support us in spreading the word of hope, healing, and deliverance to moms all over the world, become a sponsor today. You can do so by going to www.faithmamas.com slash sponsor. And don't forget to join the hundreds of moms in over eight countries across the world and download the Faith Mamas app. It's available on Google Play and iTunes. You can get access to this podcast as well as devotionals, be connected to the virtual village, and the Faith Mama radio station right at your fingertips. 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Go download it. All right, so let us pray. Dear Lord, we thank you for this amazing opportunity to begin to learn in the month of September how as moms and grandmothers and aunties and godmommies and 
mamas all across the world, how we are supposed to um, come before you and really, God, um, get into the habit of prayer and communing with you, God. God, we thank you so much for what we're about to learn over this next month. God, we thank you that it is going to be the beginning of something amazing as we're going to blaze the trail into having a deeper relationship with you. And God, although I know that this is an opportunity that you're going to use so that we can um, intercede for the generations to come, God, I'm so excited about the fact that we know this is an opportunity that you are going to use to meet us individually, right where we are, Lord, to fill us up, Heavenly Father, to show us exactly who you made us to be, God, to give us a strategy that we need in order, God, to fulfill the mission that you would have us to fulfill here on this earth, God. God, I thank you that it's so beautiful that as we're going to learn to pray, God, what we're actually participating in is continuing to create things in the world as you would have things to happen, God. God, you're allowing us the opportunity to allow you to continue to step into time and continue, God, to shape the world the way you designed for it to be, Heavenly Father. God, you're giving us a strategy, God, to show that you are the Almighty Father. God, no weapon formed against us can ever prosper. God, you're involved in our lives, and you are going to use prayer, God, to show us how to come to our Father to not only just get needs met, God, God, but to change the world to win souls to Christ. And, God, for that, we just want to say thank you so much, Lord. We're excited about this opportunity, Heavenly Father, God. And, God, also, um, if there is anyone, Heavenly Father, that is under the sound of my voice right now that is listening, Heavenly Father, that may not know who you are, God, and, God, we believe right now that if you're tugging at their heart, Lord, God, that if that person is listening, Lord, that they'll just repeat after me and say, Dear Lord, I love you. God, I thank you. I repent of anything wrong that I've done. And God, I accept Jesus Christ as my Savior. And God, I thank you that, Lord, that simple act, Heavenly Father, that someone just did, simply asking you to come into their hearts, has changed their life. It has heaven absolutely excited, and we're excited too, God, because now they have an opportunity to connect back to their first love. Lord, we love you, and we thank you, and it's in your son Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, that's all for today. We hope that you join the Facebook group, the Faith Mama Virtual Village, to continue this conversation some more. Until next week, we pray that you are encouraged to live in hope, healing, and deliverance through the power of Jesus Christ. We love you. Bye, Faith Mama.